on this week's show. Unbeaten so far and ready for a big tie in the FA Cup. We hear from Cray Valley PM boss Steve McKim. So all in all, it's going to be a, a, a tough tough game all round. And we'll, we don't take anyone lightly and we definitely won't take them lightly. And nine unanswered goals in two games. Faversham Town have hit their stride at last. We hear from boss Sammy Moore after their big week. Momentum in football is a, is, is a big word. and you know We've got momentum at the minute. You know We're playing some great stuff. We're scoring goals. It's great to win matches. It's a great feeling waking up the next morning and you know looking forward to the next game. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Only Podcast, sponsored by Sandwich Town Youth FC, uh, who after eight friendly wins out of ten play their very first Kent Youth League match away to Wittersham on Sunday. Go on the town, you can do it. Um, a Scandinavian jaunt means we're coming to you a lot later than usual this week. Uh, but we've got two interviews for you that we really hope you're going to enjoy. Uh, I'm John Phipps, a year older, no wiser, and back from a blinking good trip to Sweden. And on the line now, well, actually, no, not on the line now, uh, is not Matt Gerard because yet again, I've learnt don't trust anybody else with transport. Uh, I'm speaking to you now. It is three minutes to one on Friday morning. Uh, I was due to leave Stockholm at half past five Stockholm time, so half past four uh, UK time uh, on Thursday evening. But you may have seen in the news uh, that they've had problems with staffing levels uh, at Gatwick Airport and the Air Traffic Control Department, quite a crucial department to be fair. I'm glad they're not just getting any Tom, Dick and Harry in uh, to sort this out. Uh, but unfortunately that delay that I had in Stockholm, which was uh, around three hours, just sat on the tarmac. Lovely. Uh, and then the usual yomp, I'd say about half a mile from the plane uh, to passport control. The, the queues at passport control, which were around 15 to 20 minutes, uh, and the subsequent wait for the bus and journey back to my car, meant that quite understandably, by the time I'd got back to my car, uh, Matt Gerrard, who is, let's not beat about the bush, knocking on 50, uh, had had to go to bed because it was gone 11 o'clock. And I completely understand. Uh, And that is why Matt is not here this week. Uh, So I'm going to do this. I'm going to do a a slightly shorter show, but I'm going to keep plugging on. I'm going to do the information that I'd actually written on the plane uh, so we can can enjoy what we would have had uh, just without the marvellous, sparkling insight uh, of my co-host, Matt Gerrard. So, uh, yeah. It's going to be a lot of me talking, I'm afraid, this week, uh, but we do have two great interviews for you, as I've already said, so hopefully you will enjoy it. Uh, it's our 264th episode this week, and I'm really gutted that Matt's not here, because I didn't have to Google the number clue for this week's show. Uh, I've known this one for a while. I wrote I Weeks ago, I thought, I'm going to make sure that I don't miss this one. 264 is the number of episodes over the 11 series of the original run of Frasier. Yes, I missed episodes of How I Met Your Mother, 208, and Friends, 236, while asking about with prime numbers, phylogenetic trees, and so on and so forth. Uh, so I made a mental note about Frasier, because I've never watched it, uh, but I know that Matt's a big fan, so I was going to have a nice little chat with him about Frasier, uh, so we'll save that for next week, because Frasier's coming back. Uh, if you're not aware, uh, with Nicholas Lindhurst joining the car. So I'm sure that'll be interesting. And I know Matt's a big fan of Frasier, so we will discuss that uh, at a later date. All right, let's get on with the show then. And there are just three of our Isthmian League South East sides still in the FA Cup. So we're going to start with one of them. Cray Valley PM reached the first round three years ago where they lost to Havant and Waterlooville. But this year they have a new manager, a new look side trying to replicate that. 
They're unbeaten so far this season, although they have only played three league games. Uh, the Millers have started well under Steve McKim, the former Tumwich Angels boss. He's back in the county after a year at Carshalton. I spoke to him on Monday and I started by asking about their FA Trophy win on Saturday at Broadbridge Heath. Yeah, it was a good win. Um, hard fought win. Conditions played to both. It was a bit unbearable, you know, the heat I felt for the players on both sides. Cause it was just uh, ridiculous. Um, but we done what we had to do. Got got the win. Got ourselves into the next round, which was our priority when we first started out. And obviously got a, a home tie in the next round, and, and that's a positive. It's a, it's a tough one, the FA Trophy for teams at, at your league, isn't it? It is. It is because you play an awful lot of games before you get into the the real nuts and bolts of it. Um, but that's what happens when you when you're starting further down the pyramid. Um, we've got a home game, which every cup game we've had so far has been away. So that that'd be a bit of a pleasure to play at home for once in the cup um, but yeah no it's good it's good to have a cup run it impedes your um, league because you end up missing out on league games um, we're quite fortunate because we've got the FA Cup on Saturday we've managed to rearrange the league game against Little Lampton on the Tuesday so we're, we're trying to do it so we don't fall too far behind because everyone knows once you come out of cups if you have a good run you tend to have a little lull but if we can keep, keep maintaining playing league games as well maybe in between like we've got next Tuesday, um, we can try and keep the pace with ones that are playing that are already knocked out of cups. You've kind of taken my next question away from me there because I was going to say it's September the 11th we're talking. You've only played three league games. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Yes, I know. But when you look at our league, I think everyone's only played three, maybe four. I think uh, three bridges is the only team that have played four. Um, so everyone's in the same sort of boat. It, it, it's, it's one of those. You've just got to play the next game that comes along and if it's a cup game it's a cup game if it's a league game it's a league game but like I say we don't want to fall too far behind on the league fixtures because um, you're playing catch up having said that because there's only 38 games in the season um, compared to 44, 46 in the other leagues you, you, you tend to be able to find a couple of chooses where you can get games in uh, FA Cup on Saturday well, three years ago Cray Valley got to the first round proper you'd love to go all the way again but Northwood's going to be a tough game, isn't it? Very tough. Yeah, I've been and watched them myself. Me and Barry went and watched them last week. Very tough game because they're um, hardworking. You know, Ben, that used to be a, a, a coach with Gary McCann at Hendon and uh, at Hampton, you know, he knows what he's doing. So all in all, it's going to be a, a, a tough tough game all round. And we'll, we don't take anyone lightly and we definitely won't take them lightly. I suppose they've had a sort of mixed start because obviously they lost to Ramsgate on Saturday but you know, the FA Cup's always a great competition and they'll be up for it just like you'll be. Yeah, of course they will. It's, 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 a, it's a chance of getting through to the next round. Um, chance of pick, picking your wits against the team from higher up because obviously it's not set in stone but the, the further you go in the competition you, you tend to get the, the higher league teams staying in the competition. Um but yeah, it's going to be a very tough game and we won't, we won't take nothing lightly and, and lightly I don't suppose they will. But it's a good opportunity from a team playing at the same level as each other to get through to the next round. How have you found life at Cray Valley so far? Yeah, very good. Very good. It was uh, after the meetings with the, with the people involved. It, it, it seemed a very good club and a supportive club. A club that want to um, do well. Um, I'm going in trying to help or, or try and do and improve if I can the work that Kevin um, had done before 
and it's one of those. It's a good club to work for so far, and I assume it will be going forward because they're very supportive and they've got a goal in mind and they want to achieve that. But they will do it when when the time's right for them without killing themselves. Having managed at higher levels, how have you found the Eastman League Southeast so far in the three games you've had? It's different. It's different, but I'm not a football snob where I have to um, manage at a certain level. I do it because I love football and um, I love being part of football, part of a changing room, trying to uh, put our stamp on, on, on the club in terms of the professionalism and stuff. And like I say, no matter what level you play at, if you've got, if you've got a set of professionalism or if you set professionalism around the place, it, it just breeds. And like I say, the boys are bought into that and it, it's a great place to work. Um, and result, results are a testament to that as well because the boys are working ever so hard. Do you think we're finding that more players are dropping down into this sort of level and, and wanting to play, you know, sort of more local football and being closer to home, I guess? Um, you could say that. You look at the National South, there's a lot of um, lot of teams up in, from the southwest that are, you know, a bit of travelling. But I, I, I wouldn't say as much as that. What I would say is that players, players play at a level. Um, it could be because of families and reasons and stuff like that but you want to play the highest you can and if you've got the opportunity to play the highest you can you should take that because football is a short career and in that short career you will, you want to know that you've done something played somewhere and achieved something and uh, like I say it's a difficult one because family does take over football and uh, I'm seeing that more and more now and just finally going back to, to the FA Cup game on Saturday it'll be good to get lots of people in to, to get behind you and uh, hopefully get get a good result. And as you say, get a, a good tie in the next round if you can get through. Yeah, well, like I say, it's away at Northwood. Um, we, we have a decent following. You know, the the, the, the core of uh, supporters that come along with, there ain't loads and loads of supporters, um, but the ones that are there are very um, behind everything that we're doing, um, behind their team. And, and that, that speaks volumes because even through bad times and... Even though we've won some games, we still had a few few dodgy issues and a few dodgy situations where they stuck with us. And like I say, if you get that, you've got half, half, a, half a chance of succeeding. Oh, it's good to have him back in our catchment area, Steve, and, and a really good start to life at Cray Valley uh, for him so far. Um, you know, the, as he said there, they've not played a lot of league games, but nobody else has played lots of league games. And the most important thing is that they're unbeaten. As he said, you know, Kevin Watson did a really good job there. Uh, and it's important that he builds on it. And, and Cray Valley, I, I went there um, at the back end of last year and, and it's, it's you know, they're, they're a well-run club and, and they seem to be doing things the right way, trying to get more people in to watch them. And I think Steve McKim is, is a good manager. As, as he said there, you know, he hasn't managed at this level. He's always been at higher levels and, and I think he's he's able to use his contacts well and I think Cray Valley PM we haven't really talked about them that much on the show so far this season but I think they've had a really good start to the season uh, and in Steve, under Steve McKim I'm sure they're only going to get better and better as time goes on uh, so it's very interesting uh, to see how they're going to fare and uh, we're looking forward to, to seeing how it all goes so the FA Cup this weekend uh, Northwood is the destination for Cray Valley uh, on Saturday a team at the same level uh, they were beaten in the FA Trophy by Ramsgate last weekend. So I would say Craig Valley certainly have a chance, but frustrating uh, for Steve to keep being drawn away. Uh, they'd love to get a home tie-in and make things uh, a bit easier for him. So elsewhere in the FA Cup this weekend, 
Uh, I did mention these fixtures last week, but we'll go through them again now. So on Saturday, it's Dartford against Welling, an all-conference South tie. It's a derby as well, so a massive game, that one. Dover at home to Hastings United. That's surely a banana skin uh, for Matt's Whites, who are not in good form. They, they don't tend to win games at home, and Hastings will be bang up for that one, uh, I'm quite sure. Tunbridge Angels travel to Haringey Borough, so that's a trip to a team uh, in a level below. I'm, I've got a feeling they've played each other recently as well in the Cup, but I may be mistaken there. Uh, Margate take on Folks and Victor. Uh, two Isthmian League Premier Division sides going head-to-head there from the county. Uh, Matt is going to be at that game on Saturday. So I'm sure we'll hear all about that next week. I've already mentioned Northwood against Cray Valley PM. Uh, Sheppey United at home to Burgess Hill. That's an all Eastman League South East tie. Sheppey United will be very confident, I'd imagine, of, of, of getting through that one. It's All you can ask for at this stage of the competition is to get a team from your division uh, at home. So they'll be very happy with that. Uh, Maester United travel to Staining Town Community. Uh, surely one of the biggest games in the history, if not the biggest game in the history of the Sussex Combination League side, uh, Staining Town Community or Southern Combination League, uh, as it is as they host Maidstone United. Uh, so that will be a big one for them. And then on Sunday, uh, another big game, Cray Wanderers against Ramsgate. Uh, we saw what happened uh, when Ramsgate were in in the action in the last round uh, against uh, Chatham, 5-1 away winners. That's a wide open tie. That'll be a really good game at Hayes Lane on Sunday. So if you're in the area or you fancy a football fix on Sunday, that surely is the place to be at Hayes Lane. Uh, we've already mentioned those wins for Cray Valley and Ramsgate in the FA Trophy at the weekend, but the rest of the results, uh, Beckenham Town uh, conceded five for the second cup game in a row as they lost 5-1 at home to three bridges. Hythe were 3-1 winners at Burgess Hill. Sheffield United 1-0 victors at East Grinstead. A, a really... Worrying result for Herne Bay as they were beaten 6-1 at home by Leatherhead. Uh, Phoenix Sports were out as well. They were beaten 5-4 on penalties by Met Police after a 1-1 draw. Uh, Sittingbourne beat Ashford Town from Middlesex by two goals to one. Uh, Irith and Belvedere knocked out 2-1 at South Park. And then on Sunday, a massive win for Ashford United. They're still playing at Chatham. Uh, there's nothing they can do about that at the moment as they wait for the pitch to be sorted out at Homelands. Uh, but they were 7-1 winners over Binfield uh, to book their place in the next round. But it must be a worrying time uh, for Ashford United as they struggle to get their their pitch done and, and, and ready. And I think it's going to be a little while yet before they can get home. The attendance there on Sunday was just 90 people for that win over Binfield. Uh, and obviously the, the knock-on effect of not being able to play at home is, is, is huge for Ashford United. So uh, fingers crossed for them that they can... Uh, sort something out. Uh, in the Eastman League South East, there are some fixtures this week. We've already heard Steve McKim say that on Tuesday, it's Cray Valley against Littlehampton. They're trying to keep going. Obviously, if there's a cup replay, that game will be called off. But then on Saturday, uh, there are four games involving Kent teams. Uh, Ashford are at Chatham again. They host Phoenix Sports. Uh, Beckenham are at home to Broadbridge Heath. Uh, Hythe go to Chichester. And it's Merstham against Sittingbourne. Uh, in the Eastman League Premier Division, there's just one game uh, on Saturday. Uh, which is Chatham against Potter's Bar. Now, you might think, well, you know, fair play, they've moved a fixture, but they've already played Potter's Bar. They played them a couple of weeks ago and beat them. And now they're heading to Potter's Bar, uh, looking to bounce back after their five wins in a row to start the league season. Knocked out the FA Cup by Ramsgate 5-1. And then they lost to Crave Wanderers as well 5-1 on Saturday, which is a very disappointing result uh, for Chatham Town. And, And they've been on the crest of a wave as I said last week when I spoke to Kevin Hake, and, and that's a, a very, very disappointing result. Delighted uh, for Cray Wanderers and Neil Smith, obviously, but a really uh, tough one to take for, for Chatham. And Potter's Bar have had a poor start to the season, uh, so they will be hoping that they can bounce back uh, when they go there. Uh, they've moved that game. It should have been played uh, in between Christmas and New Year, so pretty clever as well 
uh, from the chats there to move that game. And it just gives them a little bit of breathing space over a very, very busy period, doesn't it? The, the, the game was supposed to be on the 30th of December. Uh, now they've just got they've got a five-day break uh, between their game on Boxing Day and, and their first game of 2024. So it does just give them a little bit of breathing space. Uh, the other results in that division on Saturday for, for our teams, uh, Folkestone and Victor, 3-1 winners at Lewis. Uh, Margate beat the aforementioned Potter's Bar by two goals to one. Actually, I was just around the corner uh, from the Lewis against Folkestone game, uh, but I was doing far more exciting things. I spent the afternoon at a local brewery there, uh, and I probably enjoyed myself more than I maybe would have done had I gone to the football. And that's not to say I wouldn't have enjoyed the football, but I enjoyed the beer very, very much. So that's the Isthmian League uh, covered off. So we're going to move on now to the scaffold, where the goals have been the order of the week, for a change. Uh, nine of them came unanswered at Salters Lane. First of all, Fisher's unbeaten start was halted as Fabersham beat them 5-0. For on Tuesday, there were two goals apiece for Stefan Payne, adding to his weekend brace. And Warren Mafula as Beersip were beaten 4-0. After a sticky start then, the title favourites are up to fifth in the table. And Matt spoke to their manager, Sammy Moore, on Wednesday. Yeah, really good. Um, you know, I feel like the team's starting to gel now, starting to click. Um, we always knew that you know it would take a little bit of time to get to get going, but you know the last two performances have been have been exceptional, really. Um, some of the football we've played um, on Saturday, you know, coming up against a Fisher side that, that hasn't lost. Um, you know, we're unbeaten, and uh, we knew it would be a tough game, but. I think on Saturday, you know, some of the football we played and got in, the, got in some great areas and disappointed we didn't score more, to be honest. Um, I think the game probably, you know, if, if, if people watching, you know, you probably go away from that game going, you know, it could have been 10. Um, so, yeah, look, we've, we've got goals in us. We've, we've brought players in that, 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 that understand the game, that know how to win. Um, you know, we've, we've really got a system now, and we've got players now that, that that can you know take this club to to new heights. And you know, for me, you know, we asked them last night, can can we back up the performance? Um, and uh, you know, we certainly did that. And I think last night again, you know, it, it could have been eight or nine um, if we would have if we'd have been a little bit more ruthless in front of the goal. But you know, some of the football we played over the over the over the last three days is, has been great. Um, pleasure to watch. I think our work rate has been has been unbelievable um, without the ball, um, and that and that's that's important. That's where we came a little bit unstuck at, this, at the start of the season. I was going to ask you about the start of the season because, you know, everybody expects you to go and win the league. You had a bit of a blip losing two away from home. Yeah. Was that pressure from the outside or was that the pressure you're putting on yourself when you're when you not, winning, not winning games you're expected to or everybody expects you to? Yeah, I think, look, on paper, everyone goes, Fabersham should walk this league by a mile. But, you know, this this league and, you know, we said it before, you know, we even kicked a ball in this league. You know, Darren Air, Darren Bill and Timmy, we said it to everyone. You know, this league is tough. You know, it's tough to get out of. You know, one goes up. You know, we're going to be everyone's cup final. We know that. Um, and you have to earn the right to, to win games of football. You know, it, it don't happen. It don't happen just like that. So we knew that, and you know, maybe we weren't at we weren't at our intensity levels, and you know, we dropped below our standards, and we and we got found out them two games. I actually think, you know, that happening was was the best thing for us because I think the players, everyone around the club, you know, realized, realized you know, this league is is tough. It's going to be you got to earn every every point. You got to earn every win. Um, and, and since then, you know, we, we had a chat, we, we sat down, you know, with the players and, and the staff and, and said, look, we need to be better. We need to we need to approach every game. 
like it's our cup final um, and, and make sure our energy levels and our intensity is there because we've got the quality we got we, we know we're going to create create chances in games and you know the key last night was look you know we might have to be a bit patient tonight because you know they'll come and, and, and park the bus but I actually thought Beerstead was, was one of the best teams we played against I thought they were great I thought they, they stuck to how they wanted to play you know they caused us a few problems but you know we, we were just we were just our, our energy levels and like I said our tempo in, in the way we passed and played through the lines was 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 great and we created so many chances and when you've got a platform to build from with our two strikers then you know we're going to be a real threat for anyone yeah uh, Mafula and Stefan Payne as well um, in the goals uh, yeah. I take it they're working well together big physical strikers yeah listen they've been great you know Stefan's come on come in you know we tried to sign him last year and we, we couldn't get it over the line but you know he's come in great attitude um, you know works his absolute socks off you know a model pro that has, 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 has proven at you know every level um, and he's, he's just a, he's just a just a brilliant guy around the changing room and when he's when he's on the pitch he demands off others and like I say, he's he, he's a real platform for us to to build our attacks from. He's involved in in everything we do, um, you know. And Mafula is a goal scorer. Um, you know, he's been he's been fantastic since since we since we started. We needed a, a fox in the box type of player that you know you give him a, you give him a chance, he scores, um, and he he's, he's he's been great since the start of the season. I think he's I'm not sure how many he's got now, but you know he's he's scoring every week. You know, confidence is high. Um, and they've, they've the, the last two games they played together. They've they've formed a real partnership together. So yeah, delighted. Long may it continue. I suppose the expectations. Um, you brought in Billy Bingham. We'll talk about Billy now yeah. as well. I saw Billy play for Bromley against Chesterfield, and I think Bromley's last home game last season he scored, and he was the best player on the pitch. So mm. you know, he left Bromley, and he's dropped down to you. People will say it's because of money. But that is a real coup for you, isn't it? You know. Yeah, listen, listen. I played against Billy Bingham in the in in the, in, the, in League Two when he was at, at Dagenham, and I knew, you know, what what type of player he was. So, you know, I followed his career closely. Um, but listen, he's a player that you know he he, he, he couldn't he could he didn't want to stay full time. He wanted to come out of of, of the of the full time football, and he, he wanted to go part time. Um, you know, I had a good relationship with him. Um, you know, and it was an area we 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 needed someone that that can play with Hass and that could demand and 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 play through play through the thirds and and get on the ball and really take the game by the scruff of the neck. And you know, he was a, he was a type that you know we wanted to get in. Uh, we've got ambitions to to go through the leagues like Chatham and, and like Sheppey have. Um, you know, and we we sold him the project. He's, we I knew his agent as well, so you know, just having a, you know that connection with him and his agent and and the way we want to do things at this football club, you know, suited suited Billy. Um, and listen, whoever's been there the last two games will see what a fantastic footballer he is. Um, we know he's way above the level, but you know we want we want him now to come down and and take us on a journey um, and take us, you know, to the levels he wants to play at. And uh, you know him and Hass last night and and on Saturday, you know, were fantastic. You know, two great footballers in there that that, that see that see the game how I see it from the side. Um, you know, and it's a pleasure to watch them. And I've got to say, the last two games, you know, we've really clicked, we've really gelled, and you know, we've had two clean sheets, and that's with an under twenty three in goal as well. Um, you know, we had obviously two, two keepers, but they've ones on night. One was working, and one was ill, so we was it was forced upon us. But Briggsy's come in and, and done fantastic, and 
you know, two under 23s as well make their debut last night. So, you know, it's real, it's a real good, good atmosphere. There's a real good buzz around the place. You know, we're giving, there's a real pathway for the younger players to come through to the first team and be, be part of, be part of a, a mentality of, of the group that, that, that is winners and, and demands of others in training and matches. And if, I've always, I've, I've always said it. If you play with better players, you get better. You're looking at your squad you've got. Would you say, you think this, they could do a job in the level, maybe two levels above, because you've got the quality, you've got the experience? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, listen, everyone, everyone on, you know, team, like I said, you know, there's been a lot of teams in the past, as, uh, you know, have had an unbelievable squad on paper, but, you know, it's never, never, you know, they haven't done it. But like I said, you know, this group, we understand what the pressure is. We understand that, you know, we should be winning the league, you know, but like I said to everyone, you know, leagues ain't won in August. Um, it's about being in there or thereabouts, and then, then you know, once the team starts to really gel and you, you get your settled squad, you know, you can really, you know, put put your foot down and 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 and, and take one get at a time. And, and like I said it last night, momentum momentum in football is a, is, is a big word. And you know, we've got momentum at the minute. You know, we're playing some great stuff. We're scoring goals. You know, we 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 we're keeping you know our house tidy in terms of clean sheets. Um, so yes, it's, it's a great, it's great to win matches. It's a great feeling waking up the next morning and you know looking forward to the next game. And that's all it is with us. We just, we're just going to take one game at a time. And if we can control our levels, then you know we'll, we'll be, we'll be fine this year. Um, but you know the crowds are going up. You know there's a, you know we've, we've obviously got a fantastic facility that the chairman's invested in. You know and, and the board and like I say, this it's a real good place to be. You know to work for, to to play for. Um, you know, and it's exciting. One quick word. Um, I know it's a week or so's time. How important is the Vars to you this this season as well? Yeah, definitely. You know, we want to win the league. We want to win the Vars. There's no secret in that. I'm not going to come out and say we want to hit the playoffs. We don't. We want to win the league. Um, you know, and we want we want to win the Vars. Um, you know, we know the Vars is tough, and you know when you get to them sort of later rounds, you come up with against a. You know, some other northern teams that are good, or you know, you go down the west country and there'll be good teams as well. But you know, we've 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 got a good side and we'll back anyone we come up against to to give them a good game. But yeah, listen, it would be a dream come true to to lead this team out at Wembley. Um, you know, it's my boyhood dream as a as a as a player, it's probably the only thing I haven't done in my career. Um, you know, is, is is go to Wembley. So listen, you dream of that. Um, we know we got a few tough hurdles in our way. But, you know, we're just going to take one game at a time, you know, approach it in the right manner. Um, and if we do that, then we give ourselves, you know, the best chance going forward. Well, I've got to say, uh, I listened to that one when I was in Stockholm. It's always refreshing uh, to hear from a manager who doesn't shy away from his side being the favourites. Uh, they seem to finally be living up to the hype a little bit. Uh, and Stefan Payne has come in. He's got four goals in two games already. Uh, as Sammy said there, you know, he Stefan Payne, if, if he can click, then they've got a real player on their hands. You know, he's had a frustrating few years, but look back at that season he had at Dover when he scored absolutely bucket loads of goals and, and you know, being a couple of steps down from that. If Stefan can stay switched on uh, and stay professional, as, as Sammy says he is, then he will be an absolutely brilliant sign for them. And Billy Bingham as well. Um, you know, he obviously was at Bromley and he was he was full-time, uh, stepped, decided to step away from full-time football uh, and a number of clubs were interested in him. Um, and it was Faversham who, who won the day uh, and managed to bring Billy Bingham in. And as he said, there's you know a really big 
uh, impression from him so far at Faversham. And, you know, that's just a class signing, isn't it? There's no two ways about it. And Sammy Moore is very honest there. And he says, you know, we're expected to win the league. We want to win the FA Vars. You know, no one's hiding away from it at Faversham Down. And they would have been disappointed with that start. But as you said there, you know, maybe they weren't at their, at their best. And, and, and I wouldn't say for a second they thought that it was going to be easy. But I think a real awakening for them, I suppose, early on. Uh, to suffer those early defeats, but they are now back in the uh, in the groove, so to speak. After a really tricky year, to be honest with Faversham, you know they started off last season with the joint managers that didn't work. Uh, then they brought in uh, a new man, and, and that went well. That went terribly, didn't it? I mean, he he barely picked up a result. And they brought in Sammy Moore, and there was no new manager bounce for Sammy, and he wasn't able to keep them up. Uh, so I'm sure there's pressure on Sammy uh, to get Faversham back up. Um, and I think, you know, maybe they found their straps and they are going to be absolutely flying. Uh, just go through the rest of the results in the Scaffold Premier Division quickly. Uh, so on Saturday, Beerster beat Tumbridge Wells 2-1. Corinthian overcame Homesdale by the same score. Glee beat Lordswood 1-0. Dean Grant grabbed a hat-trick as Hollands and Blair beat VCD 4-2. Uh, Kenny Pogue also took home the match ball after his treble for lead against Wellington. Did Blair still take home the match ball? Uh, I'm not really sure, but I don't know. Maybe you could let us know. Uh, Punjab and Deal drew 1-1. Rustle beat Kennington 2-1. Town 1-0 winners at Snodland, Norwich still 1-3-0 at Sutton Athletic. But then on Tuesday night, the Oysterman lost by the same score at Deal Town. Uh, Corinthian came from 3-0 down to win 4-3 at Irith Town in an absolute thriller, uh, that one. Fisher bounced back from that defeat to beat Wellington 4-0. Tom Giles won 2-0 at Holmesdale. Hollands and Blair beat Kennington 4-3 with six of those goals in the second half. And a third 4-3 win, this time for Sutton Athletic. They came from 3-1 down to win at Rostal. Punjab United 3-0 victors at Stansfeld. And leaders Glee won 4-1 at VCD Athletic before Snodland beat Lid by two goals to one on Wednesday. There were an incredible 41 goals in that round of fixtures in the scaffold. It is the best league, isn't it? Eh? Isn't that absolutely brilliant? Uh, talking of goals, I'm not going to go through the full results in the scaffold Premier Division. But Greenways, uh, uh, we really should get someone from Greenways on the show because... Their results are quite something. So on Monday night, uh, Greenways lost 3-2 at home to K-Sports. That's five goals. Uh, on Saturday, Greenways had won by seven goals to one away to SC Thamesmead. A hat-trick in that one for Jake Lovell, who also scored on Monday night. Um, that wasn't even the biggest result in that division, to be fair, as Rochester United were 8-0 winners at Meridian VP. Fjord Rogers got a hat-trick in that one as well. But the goals that are scored in that division are just absolutely phenomenal. We've talked about it every single season that we've done this show. The level of goals in the scaffold is incredible. Um, but Greenways just seem to be the the team that there's always goals. Um, it's it's amazing. I, I, we always keep an eye on it, obviously, as it's going along. But it always seems to me that there are just so many goals in their games. And I'm just looking now. Um, you can tell the preparation hasn't been all that for this show because I was on the plane. Uh, but Greenways... So far this season, they've played nine games. Uh, that win on Saturday, their 7-1 win, was their first win of the season. Uh, they have scored, they've drawn two and they've lost six. So in nine games, which is the most games anyone in the scaffold has played, uh, they've scored 17. Uh, only two teams have scored more in that division. They've conceded 24 and only two teams have conceded more than that. Uh, 41 goals in nine games. We'll do some very quick maths there. Uh, that's more than four a game. It's more than it's almost five a game. So more than four and a half goals a game uh, in Gr- Greenway's fixtures so far this season. I mean, 
it's never dull, is it? Uh, if I do just quickly look at this at the Scaffold First Division table, uh, Ross United are top uh, with 18 points from their seven games. Uh, AFC Whiteleaf are second with a 100% record, 18 points from six games. And then K-Sports with 15 from seven. Staples Monks have got 13 uh, from five. And Lewisham Borough uh, have got 12 from five. And Forest Hill Park are in sixth place uh, with 12 from seven. Uh, so plenty of early action going on there. At the other end of the table, uh, incidentally, SC Timothy have got one point from six games and Brydon Ropes have got zero points uh, from their six games. So there's plenty going on uh, in that division and it's always very, very entertaining. And, and as I say, those goals that we've had so far, 41 goals uh, in those two games. I mean, Fisher have had 33, Corinthian have had 30 They're in seven. So they're also going. Tunbridge Wells, two, uh, 30 in seven and 35 in Southern Athletic, six. Why would you not love the scaffold? Honestly, absolutely brilliant. Uh, what a league, what a time to be alive. Uh, absolutely love it. Uh, the fixtures in the scaffold this weekend, if you want to go and see some goals, you know that's where to go. It's Corinthian against Hollands and Blair, Glebe against Kennington, Lawswood against Irith Town, Punjab United host Fisher, it's Sutton Athletic against Faversham Town, Tunbridge Wells take on Snodland, VCD host Beersted, Welling Town take on Stansfeld, Whitstall take on Rustall, and then on Tuesday night uh, we've got Lawswood against Sutton. I'm not going to go through all the results and fixtures. Uh, from the First Division, do check them out on the Scaffold website, uh, which, of course, as always, is the place to go for all of that action. All right, I'm going to skip on up now to the National League, uh, where it was defeat for Ebbsfleet United on Saturday, as they were beaten away at Wealdstone, uh, but victory uh, for Bromley, as they were 4-1 winners over Maidenhead United. And and it's it's good to see Bromley are, are finding a little bit of touch at last. Uh, it, it, after a slow start by their standards, uh, but they're up to ninth now in the table uh, with 12 points. Level on points with Ebbsfleet United, 7th and ninth. those two teams uh, at the start of this season. So it's uh, interesting to see how it's going to go. Barnet and Chesterfield are the leaders there with 19 points apiece. Uh, and this weekend, uh, there are fixtures in that division. In fact, there are fixtures on Saturday and Tuesday. Saturday, Bromley are home to Oldham uh, and Ebbsfleet are also at home. They take on Chesterfield, the leaders... Or, joint leaders uh, and then on Tuesday night uh, Bromley head to Dagenham and Ebbsfleet head to Woking so we should keep an eye on how those games pan out that just leaves you with the National League South to discuss I mean I'm not going to sugarcoat it it's still not going well guys uh, Maidstone United were 2-0 winners at Chippenham on Saturday uh, Dover however were not winners they lost 3-1 at home to Weymouth Dartford were also beaten uh, as they travelled to St Albans and lost 1-0 uh, Tumbridge Angels beaten 3-0 at home by Taunton and Welling beaten 1-0 at home by Bath so if you're keeping count that's four defeats uh, and a solitary win uh, and only Maidstone and Dover scored uh, you know we had such high hopes uh, in the National League South for where these where these teams were going to go uh, and as I said last week it's just been a bit rubbish so far hasn't it um, Maidstone are 8th they've got 15 points from 9 games um, and probably look away now everybody else Tumbridge Angels are 17th with 10 from 9 Dartford 19th with nine points from nine games. They got six of those points uh, over the bank holiday weekend. Uh, Welling United have got seven points from their nine games. Uh, And Dover, well, they had that bright start. Uh, Now they are next to bottom of the table with just six points to show for their nine games. A goal difference of minus eight. And it's just really frustrating. You know, I I know I laugh and and take the mick out of Matt uh, for uh, for, for the way that Dover performed, but... Actually, do you know what? I feel quite sorry for him. There's not a lot he can do about it uh, as as a supporter. And it must just be really frustrating for them because three or four years ago, 
before the pandemic, they were knocking on the door of the playoffs uh, in the National League. Now they're in the National League South, they're next to the bottom of the table, and, and they haven't won at home for ages. And there's just no feel-good factor about things anymore uh, for Dover Athletic. And, you know, they they need, of all of our teams this weekend, they need a win in the FA Cup. You know, on paper, they should be beating Hastings. If you said it was a National League South team against an Eastman Premier Division team, you'd expect the National League South team to come out on top. But right now, I don't know if that's the case. I think you might even look at that and say that it's a 50-50 toss of a coin sort of thing. Well, you could even look at it and say that Hastings, you could possibly say they're favourites. And, you know, that's a, a, a stunning thing um, to be saying. But but I think you know where I'm coming from. Hastings are fifth in the uh, Eastman League Premier Division, 14 points from six games. They're only six places below Dover uh, at this early stage of the season. And it's all about momentum. We talk a lot about momentum on this show. But I really feel that Hastings have got that momentum. They know how to win games of football and Dover are lacking that, and uh, you know I, I hope that I hope they do get a result. As I say, Matt's not there on Saturday, so it probably would be quite typical of Dover to put in one of their best performances uh, in years and, and win uh, a home game when Matt's not there. I don't know if you'll remember, but they won at Boreham Wood when he wasn't there because he decided he didn't want to go uh, a couple of years ago. So you know who knows what's going to happen, but we shall see uh, how it pans out for for Dover and all of the rest of our teams. Uh, in the FA Cup this weekend. So anyway, uh, again, apologies to everybody uh, for the fact that this show has been a bit... Uh, well, it's not the show that we were hoping to bring you. Uh, as I say, it's all down to air traffic control problems at Gatwick. There were 22 flights cancelled, so uh, at least I didn't have to have that again, which would have been the second time this year that I'd been stranded uh, in a foreign country, uh, especially as I've got work on Friday. So that wouldn't have been ideal uh, to have been stuck there. And, and fair play to the uh, the staff on my plane uh, in Stockholm, uh, who they flew us over, we were very heavily delayed, and then they literally had to just have a quick turnaround and fly back to Sweden. Uh, so a long day for them and a long day for everybody. Uh, and, you know, frustrating for, for so many people. I, I was looking on social media before my phone died uh, to see lots of people talking about their uh, experiences. And, and I think in some ways, even though it was a bit uncomfortable, we were probably the lucky ones. Uh, I had a great weekend uh, First and foremost, I had a lovely time on Saturday uh, going to Beak Brewery. Uh, then, as people, regular listeners will know, Monday the 11th of September was, of course, uh, my birthday. Uh, I am getting on a bit, aren't I? Um, but it was, uh, it, it, was, it was a nice chilled out day on Monday. And then I've had a great time in Sweden uh, with, with my friend Robbo. We've had, we had a great time. We stumbled across, well, we didn't stumble across, uh, <laughs> We, uh, we went to watch some international football on Tuesday night. We went to watch Sweden against Austria. Uh, slight change of pace from the scaffold, but a, a decent game. Finished 3-1 to Austria. Uh, really massive blow for Sweden in their quest to qualify uh, for Euro 2024. Uh, in fact, I'd say it was probably a fatal blow uh, for that, but it was, a, it was a great experience to be at the, uh, the Friends Arena, as they call it, 43,000 people in there. Uh, really nice. And then, we, and then we had a stroll around and some drinks on on Wednesday, and then saw Blink-182, who were superb. Uh, that was really good. And then uh, we spent Thursday just sort of strolling around before heading up to the airport via public transport uh, and sitting on a plane uh, on the tarmac. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but we did manage to get some trains in about the place. There were plenty of options for us on the trains, so that was good news. Uh, anyway, I'm going to wrap this up now because it's uh, 20 past one 
on Friday morning uh, and I've still got to edit this before I can go to bed so I'm going to uh, quickly edit through this now. Uh, I've spoken to you for nearly 25 minutes and that is more than enough uh, of me to keep you going. Thank you for listening to this week's show. Sorry it wasn't the show that we were hoping to bring you but uh, something's better than nothing and those two interviews we didn't want to let them slide because they are really good and, and thanks to both Steve and Sammy for their time this week. Uh, always nice to get some fresh voices on the show and I thought they were both really great so that's uh, that's absolutely fantastic so thank you to them. Uh, you can find us on X at Kent NL Podcast, you can find us on Facebook search for Kent Nonley Podcast, uh, you can also find the group Kent Non-League Football Chat to get involved in that one uh, and then as well as that we are on Instagram and threads at Kent Non-League Podcast so do get involved in that. I'm at John Phipps 81 uh, on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. We're all going to call it Twitter, aren't we, for, for, the, for the rest of time. Uh, but it just seems that Elon Musk doesn't want us to call it that. Who knows what's going on with that? It's, it's really funny, actually, because I don't even know if you can call it a tweet when you post one anymore. Uh, so who knows? Uh, Matt is at Matthew underscore Joe, but he's had enough of it, so don't worry too much. Uh, if you're not following him, he's still got loads of followers, though, so um, maybe you'll find some comfort in something that he might say about Dover Athletic. Uh, at some point in the future. Uh, As I say, thank you everybody for listening to this week's show. Thanks to our two guests for their time. Uh, Apologies to Matt for not being able to uh, get back into the country in time to get him on this week's show. But I'm pretty sure if I say the magic words, Matt will appear. So thank you everybody for listening and we'll speak to you all next week on a proper version of the Kent Nonley podcast. Well, some people will probably say that's one of the better parts uh, with me not being involved, but well done, John. And thanks for the two interviews. We'll be back next week, um, I'm sure. And good luck to all our sides in the Cup. Uh, plenty of Swedish meatballs for John. Um, he's had a good few days anyway. That's the main thing, again, in his pop concert. Popular concert. Back next week, guys. Have a great week. <laughs>